you ready? <laughs> I was. Why did you uh, look at me like that? Because I was laughing because you know Rick asked for ten more minutes, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm not even gonna tell Renee because you're gonna have ten more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have to ask her. I didn't realize, yeah. Thanks for the ten more minutes, Rick. I needed a exactly. So when Rick goes, can I have ten more minutes? I'm like, well, if I tell Renee, ten more minutes, Rick, that means forty more minutes. Yeah, no, but it's because I was packing. Oh, dude, the, like it is unbelievable how long it takes you to pack. Well, no, because it's like a whole. There's a whole system. One, I'm packing for me and the kids. And then um, I want our clothes to coordinate because when you travel, you take pretty pictures. So I try to like color coordinate us and pack us all together so that we just like pull out that day of clothes and gear. It's not like ruffling through it all. Everything is extra. Everything no, no. And then and thing. then I don't want to overpack. I'm fat today. I, I, I gained the weight. Um, you look fantastic as always. And my big old poofy sleeves. Aren't these cute? You look so beautiful. Love, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You look good too. Did, did you, oh, stop. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. In, the, in front of the podcast. Okay, don't. I tried. You did try. I'm I wearing tried. the same bullshit I always wear. Um, I'm excited. I think that you wore this tank top in season one of the podcast, actually. Three years ago? Maybe in the very first episode. Maybe. It's a great tank top. And, and uh, that's why I buy tank tops, because... And then you wore it every other week thereafter. Like I said, all the all the gross parts that get gross, mm-hmm. they don't touch. So it's perfect. Um, first of all, Aztec Chevrolet. Yes. It has been an honor and a pleasure to work with those guys. And, and, and we continue to work with them. So thank you, Aztec Chevrolet for your continued support. So please give them a chance, Aztec Chevrolet. And nothing makes me happier when I'm in Toledo, Ohio, and somebody goes, Aztec Chevrolet. Like, it's so cool. (laughs) When they shout it from the audience, right? It's really cool. Um, And then, of course, our friends at Old Salt Coffee are are, are just, we're we're doing so many cool things with those guys, and and I can't wait to give away my little challenge coins Right, that we got. I can't wait to see them. I think they're going to arrive while we're gone this week. The 14th. What's today? That's today. They're supposed to get here today. So they should be getting here today with 50 other things. Um, <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Shoot. Huh. I got to get the trash out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. It's trash day. <clears throat> you continue. Oh, right. Well, you pull all the trash cans. I think, Rick, we're no, really going to have to... I was going to say, I think we're really going to have to pause on this one. We have so much trash because I ordered furniture. I pulled the trigger on furniture. It actually arrived and came in and we had to unbox everything. So our garage is full of boxes right now that need to go to the curb. So that's why trash day is so important. Oh, road manager Timmy's here too. Timmy's going to pull the trash out. Yes, he's going to pull the trash out. And all the boxes. I, I just told them that the reason we have so many boxes is because I finally pulled the trigger on furniture and it came. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> we are, um, oh, and then, you know, pick cherries. Yes. We might as well start the episode by announcing our winner. Uh-huh. Uh, Rick, who is the winner? Hold on. Let me put the phone up here so people can hear. Do I get a drum roll or anything? Wait, wait. I know. I was going to say, wait. Let's let ex- let's explain for someone who's just hopping in. This winner is going to get a paid-for trip, plane tickets for two, to see you performing live and, and in hotel Austin, room. Texas. Oh, and yeah, hotel and the hotel room. room. And VIP tickets. They're going to come backstage. They're going to hang out with us at the Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. When, when are we doing show. Austin? Um, Ooh, let me see. Check. Do I have it on the calendar? When is Austin? It's in September, so you, isn't you, it? You had to you had to download Pick Cherries, and if you downloaded Pick Cherries and and fill is there was there a form, Rick? Yeah, there was a form. They had to fill out a form. Um, we ended up with with uh, uh, a oh, lot shit. of people. So whoever wins is like one in in a couple thousand. It is on November fifth. November fifth, Austin. That's a great time to be in Texas. Yeah. Uh, November fifth. Who is the winner? Winner is Shannon Scott. Shannon Scott. Shannon Scott. Shannon Scott is the winner of the Pig We will see you in Austin, Texas. I believe that since I don't do shit, uh, Rick or somebody is going to let you know via email (laughs) or I don't know how it works, but... But thank you to everyone who participated. That was fun. Yes, it It was was very cool. cool. I think we need to do it again. I'm, I'm trying to convince Old Salt Coffee to do something like that. 
you know, mm-hmm. something really cool like that. I like um, it. So thank you, Shannon Scott, for yes. entering, for being a fan, for supporting the Trevinos and Pick Cherries. Thank you so much. We will see you in Austin. We're going to film it. We're going to meet her. We're going to hang out. Be yeah. Cool. Um, well, tell me about the big reunion, dude. <laughs> you were there all single and ming- ready to mingle. Oh, I was not single. I actually remember to take my wedding ring on this trip, which I often forget. So all I, I was, could think I was about was like all ring. those dudes in high school that had a crush on you. No. And then you show up I with- I had no eyebrows in high school. I went back and looked at pictures. Thank God they grew back because I had tweezed the shit out of my eyebrows. We're not talking about that. We're talking about- <laughs> All the dudes that were like, I want to be with Renee. And then you showed up without me. And I can't imagine how they were hitting on you. No, most people were there with their significant other. I think maybe there were a handful of us who didn't, who weren't there with someone. But it was cool. And, and, you know, I was talking to you about it and you were like, you know, the episode before you were like, I don't know. But you really enjoyed it, right? I did. I had a good time. Once we like got everyone together, it's exactly what you said. It's like when you get all those people together, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We had a great time. And a lot of people were like, let's not let it go another 10 years. Let's do it. You know, a reunion in five years. And then of, of course, of course Renee brought her um, uh, balloon arch skills <laughs> to the game. <laughs> Dude, fucking... I, I traveled with my balloon pump. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> I did. Did you have? Did you bring the balloon arch thingy too? No, no, no. Another girl said she was gonna make one, but um, she did not have a high-powered pump <laughs> like I did. So I showed up to help make the balloon arch the night well, at before. Well, at least something's getting blown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you like that? Uh huh. But how was it? Tell me. Was it? Was there somebody that 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 you forgot you were close to? And then showed up and you were like, oh yeah, we had a lot of great memories together. There was a group of us that like hung out together. A lot of my friends in high school were, several of my good close friends were guys. And you get married and life happens and you become a mom and you make babies and you know, you just go, I think getting married had something to do with it, right? It's not as like socially acceptable for me to hang out with a bunch of dudes when I'm a married woman. So, um... They were there with their their dates, and so it was great to meet some of them, and so it was great to meet Which, which their... by the way, which cracks me up because, you know, when when I went to high school, you know, and we went to the same high school, for those of you that, that follow, you should know that, but, you know, we all hung out in a big group, uh-huh. and it was males and females. Yeah. And we were all very close. So then when I went to my reunion with Renee, she, or no, when Renee and I first started dating, Renee would be like, this is weird. You're friends with her? Why are you friends with her? And I'm like, because we were all friends. And then now you're sitting no, there going, wait a minute. I was weird. I, what I thought was weird was the way they would like hang all over you and like grope you and things like that. I, I mean, look at this chest, weird. dude. They take advantage <laughs> when they can, bruh. I thought that was like a little bit much, you know? I I have respectful bodily boundaries with other people. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, but it was exciting to see that group again. Yeah, it was cool for us to like all get to visit. It wasn't and enough time. I'm bummed. I didn't even think about this. Like it is, it is. I forgot. It is also cool to see the people that they married. Yeah, like, like one of Marshall. I hadn't actually like met his wife and got to visit with her. And they have like the three most beautiful little boys with like curly curly hair. And so it was a pleasure to like get to see who he's making a life with. You know. Yeah, like, um, you know, Angela Dugash, for example, we hit it off with her and her husband, uh-huh. and and she was always such a very classy girl, uh-huh. you know, and, and her husband is very well put together, but also funny and, and, and cool to hang out with. So it is cool to see that these friends that you have and who they, they, they marry. Yeah, right? and I was a drama nerd, so like one of my friends, JJ, everyone in our class knew him as the kid who was like always attached to a camera. That was his thing. He goes, thank God there was not like Facebook during the day because I would not want all the shit that JJ recorded on Facebook. Right. That would be awful. But he put together a slideshow for the reunion and he had like footage from graduation. I don't know where he got it or how he got it, but it was, it was really cool. Did you, um, 
Were there some people that you saw? He was your- one of the people who like did not look, I don't know what you're going to ask, but he was one of the people who like did not age. Like he still looks exactly the same. There were a couple of people who. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm life's, like, life's been rough on yeah, you, like, buddy. Oh, no, no. That oh. was like good genes. That's people who like have legit right. good genes. Well, and, and it's also funny, you know, um, when you, when you, there's some people that, you, that are unrecognizable. Yeah. You know, there were some people in high school where they're like, hey, Steve. And I'm like. And then it took me a minute to go, oh, shit. Yeah. You do not look anything. You know what's cool about, like, this age, though, is I think that, like, I didn't go to the 10-year reunion because we lived in California. So um, I didn't make that one. But I think there's something about, like, when you're at this point out, everyone's gone through, like, that awkward post-college phase of trying to figure yourself out. Everyone feels a little more comfortable. You start becoming who you are. Yeah, so I think everyone's cool with who they are. Like, this is life, this is me, and it just makes it so much easier to, like, enjoy everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, and you're you're, you're confident in who you are, and, and you know, hopefully you're confident with your spouse, and, you know. But but then, you know, I think about, you know, Rocky, the never-married... You know, oh, he had a blast. Rocky was yeah. the life of the party. He made the reunion like a three day event. There was an, you know, he partied Friday night. Everybody Saturday, else has kids. Everybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> he was all about it. But yeah. I'm glad you went and I'm glad you had a, a, a really good time. I was a little time. nervous because Rocky and I took like a remake of the homecoming picture with the homecoming pose. Because Renee was homecoming you. queen. I sent it to And you. Rocky was homecoming king and I, Rocky is my cousin. And you didn't respond for a long time. And so I was like, I was uh, working. I was, like, I was, I was did not find this funny. I was working. I was in. And, and by the way, Rocky I, said you told him to keep an eye on me. I did. I said, please take care of my wife. Um, Why? No, what pe- you think was gonna happen? No, nothing. I just want him to make not, and not, not keep an eye on like like you're gonna blow some dude, right? Because <laughs> that's so vulgar and like foul. The I'm way just you saying. Said that. No, I was saying keep an eye on her if she needs any help or or you know because a lot of times you have you know you, you do a lot and I wanted him to help you out. That's all. I do a lot. You know. Well, you're, you're building balloon arches oh. and you're, you know. Um, no, the bummer was I, I got there like an hour late because I had to deal with the bed fiasco in Rockport. And I didn't want to show up at my reunion all like hot and sweaty from putting together a bed. The whole thing. So. Uh, I was in Toledo, Ohio. And then I read the comments and, and somebody was like, oh my gosh, you know, after every city you always talk about. The city, you I saw that? I read that too, and I felt bad that we didn't talk about Buffalo, and they felt like we, you just sort of like grazed over it and didn't say anything good about Buffalo. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's because... It was a double, it was like a, we hadn't done an episode for a whole right. week. Right, and, and so or we were kind of we, we off and, and trying to... But I, look, I love Buffalo, and, and, and that club is amazing, and the people there yeah. are amazing, and I don't want people to think that, that I don't love Buffalo. However, there was also a very, very sad thing that happened in Buffalo... Um, the week before. Yeah. So to the people in Buffalo and specifically that person, please know that I love your town and I think your town is amazing and I'm glad to have been able to perform for the people of Buffalo. So Toledo, Ohio is where I was this weekend. Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you about Toledo. Toledo is Toledo. Uh, we had a lot of people from Detroit come in. What does that mean? Toledo is Toledo. Well, T- Toledo is 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 not a town that you think of like I want to go to Toledo. I know that's why right? I was like, let's have the class reunion a, that weekend. <laughs> it's a secondary market, and and the people are amazing. And yeah. and the, the the here's what when here, you refer to it as a secondary market, that means like it's a smaller market, correct? Yes, it's okay. a it's a it's a smaller market to a big market. Right. Right. Um, but of course, here's what was really special about it. I had not realized that I had not been to Toledo in over six years. Yeah. As a matter of fact, people reminded me that I was there six years ago and the week was October 14th, which means that I had taken off to be with Garrett for two weeks because he was born Uh on October 9th. Yeah. And then I went to Toledo. That was your first week back. Yep. And and it was cool because this this one fan family, uh-huh. he goes, he goes, dude, he's like, I remember how in love you were with your son. And he goes, You had just had your son and you were talking to me about your son. Uh-huh. He's like, I really remember that. I was like, oh man, that was six years ago. Now, I don't know why that just made me get teary-eyed, just like thinking was, about that year being born. It was really special, but what I do remember, and again, I don't like naming names, but Six years ago, 
I had I had the week in Toledo. And then they came to me and said, Steve, and this happened a lot in my career, but this one I remember very specifically. They said, Steve, a so-and-so is in town filming a movie, and that so-and-so would like to have your late show. The last time you were in Toledo. Last time I was in Toledo. Okay. And they go, they want your late show. Right. And and when you don't sell a bunch of tickets, they can push you around like that. Right. Uh, And I said, okay, you know, whatever. No big deal. Um, you they can have my, my Saturday late show, whatever. Um, and, and at that time I was six years ago, I was, people were buying tickets, but not in droves. Yeah. Right. But there was still money for you or for us and our family. Yep. And I remember, I remember getting there and that somebody who I consider to be not a good person. Uh-huh. And I know him, I know them very, very well. You know, the line was out the door. After my first show, people were waiting to get in to see them. Waiting to get in to see them. Yeah. The line was nuts. There was a buzz in in the room about, oh my gosh, we're here to see so-and-so. Yeah. And and I just knew that it was different than me. Right? I knew that that at that time in my career, it, it wasn't a buzzy feeling like that. Right. I also knew that that somebody would not even acknowledge them afterwards. You know, I knew that that's somebody you mean the people in the audience in the audience. Yeah. I knew that that somebody would not sit outside and thank them and, and take a picture with them. And, and I, I had this feeling of, of inadequacy. In, 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 inadequacy. Is that the word you're looking for? I had a feeling of, and by the way, this person is, is started comedy at the comedy store. Same time I did. Yeah. And I just remember having this feeling of like, Oh, yeah. It's different, right? That person, that person, people are way more excited to meet that person. Yeah. And it, and it, it wasn't a great feeling, you know? And I went back st- backstage and I said hi to him and, and we, you know, we said what's up or whatever. And, yeah. and I just, I remember having a feeling of like, oh, I'm not even close. Like I'm not there, you know? So it was a really great feeling to go back there specifically and have that feeling for all my shows where people were excited to be out. People, there was a buzz about, you know, ooh, you know, we're here to see Steve and yeah. we're excited about it and we know his stuff. And so, so there was a real feeling of, of like, oh, wow, right? A lot has happened in my life yeah. in six years, right? Because shortly after that is when things for me started really getting nutty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, it was shortly after that, mm-hmm. after Garrett was born, right after Garrett was born, things yeah. went crazy and it was just a really good feeling to come back to the place that gave me that feeling to then have the feeling of, Oh, now I'm here. Yeah. And, and now I, but, and, and also a reminder to me that I'm going to be very appreciative of the people that came out. Yeah. Right. I'm not. That came back after. Do you have? Do you have a lot of several? Yeah. Several people came back. You know, and we had people. You know, drive in from Detroit. Several people came in. I know. Michigan has been asking for you to come. I see those comments. And it was it was just a really special weekend in in Toledo um, to have that feeling, right? And and it and it did make me go back to the that day. I remember so specifically. You know, walking in and knowing that, oh, this guy's at a different um, level than myself, right? Yeah. But the shows were awesome and fantastic. And and we did go to the casino afterwards. They do have a casino. Yeah. It's called Hollywood Casino. Uh, and we went out there and we did our thing. And, and Dave was laughing because, you know, it's like, I don't know, it's two in the morning uh, we're last call for alcohol Friday night. So then, you know, I tell Timmy, I'm like, all right, dude, we'll grab an Uber. We can't find an Uber. We can't find a lift and we can't get a hold of a taxi. No way. So Dave, what time is it? It's like two 30. So Dave and Dave and, 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 uh, um, Timmy are like, all right, hunker down boys. I guess we're going to stay at the casino. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, because we're like kinda, get a room at the casino. They don't have or? rooms. 
Oh. So we're like, what the fuck, right? Um, but the guy that I had been playing. Somehow I don't believe that was your response. Th- no, we were ready to go. Yeah. You'd lost all your money? No, I was up. <laughs> I was up. Chingos. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and the guy sitting next to me was like, pay me. I'll give you a ride home. I'm like, all right. That's a little scary though. Right? So I'm like, you got it, dude. I'll pay you. Give he me seemed a- like a solid dude. I didn't care. I wanted to get home. <laughs> so we jump in this dude's truck. But pay me. I'll take you home and I'll take your winnings. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what, uh, Dave was like, dude, but yeah, he saw you win. win. Like I was up like several thousand dollars uh-huh. and he's like, bro, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> so, so me and Timmy go there and, and Dave was like, man, I've never done that in my life. Like that freaked me out the whole time. I was like in the back going this guy. And then he misses the turn. Uh-huh. So he misses a turn to take us to the so hotel. So now you think he's taking you someplace else. I don't care. Timmy yeah. doesn't care. Dave's like, oh my God. Like, what, 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 what's happening right now? Right? <laughs> Where's Hula Dula when you need her? Yeah, I need Hula Dula to give me a ride. <laughs> so, dude, Dave was so stressed out. We get there and, and Dave goes, I've never done that. And I was like, oh, me and Timmy have been in cars with way worse people yeah. than that, right? Uh, but all in all, it was, it was a it was a really great weekend. And, and I feel like you could do a whole series like people in cars and just like random, random people, situations yeah. you found yourself in. The random people else. I meet yes. and the hula doulas do of the world. All the time. Do what? I missed that. What are you guys talking about? Like, what's the conversation like? Oh, we're dude. We're just we're laughing in the car, and I'm talking to the dude. You know, he had a brand new um, Z71 Chevy Silverado. He he tells me that he drives a silver one, and his wife drives a black one. So they both have Chevy Silverados. We're chatting it up with the guy. Steve asks questions all the time. Steve is very curious. That's what it is. It's fun for you. Like Steve is really curious to get to know people because when we drove home with the girl at Austin, when I were from Houston to Austin, when we got stuck at the airport, I fell asleep. But the whole time you guys were talking and you were asking her questions. And I, like, I, I truly love learning about other human beings. Yes. I really learn, and you learn, I have, I learn a lot. It's like a psych study for you, I think. It is a psych study, and I want to know about that person. I want to know, you know, why they do what they do, what do they do, yeah. how did they end up there, you know. I mean, that girl from Austin, to learn that her husband before COVID, uh, our boyfriend before COVID, was an opera singer. Yeah. And completely lost his entire career over COVID. Yeah. completely lost it and has not recovered. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do next. Yeah, now because he does opera's like opera's, opera tours are kind of gone. And he was kind of a bigger opera guy and now because the tours are gone, they're bringing in so yeah, I just love and you learn so much about humanity. Yeah. by talking to people. You know, learning about who they are and and I just I have a real interest in the human being. You do. And, yeah. and I think like staying rooted and connected in something that's real and but relatable. Also, you always wanted to be relatable and relate to people. And I want to understand people more. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it was so interesting to me that, you know, he did not know who I was. So it made it even better. You and love then, that. And I love it even more. Yeah. And then Timmy at the end, you know, right when we're about to pull up goes, hey, by the way, this is Steve Trevino. He's at the Toledo Funny Bone. You should come to the show. And then we get a message later from him going, holy shit. Like, I can't believe I was in the car with you. You're like a fucking thing. You know what I mean? And he ended up coming to the show Saturday night and was, and he brought his wife and he was like, I, I told her, I didn't even know who you were. And we were in the car together and you just seemed like a regular dude. And you know, blah, blah. So it, it was just a, a really cool um, experience. But I also feel like in order for me to be truly good at what I do, to truly understand people and and who they are and how they feel and what they've been through Mm -hmm. makes me a better comedian. Yeah. You know, you, you can't, you can't sit there and, you know, I feel like, you know, people go, oh, well, well, Steve does relationship material. Who hasn't done relationship material? Yeah. I think I do it better. Because I understand the relationship. Yeah. Because I understand women. Because I understand. And I, and I think that I go on a deeper level of to, you know, when people come up to me and go, oh, my God, like, 
it's so detailed. Your ability to tell this story. People always say it's like you have a camera in my living room. Right. It, yeah. It's the same argument me and my wife had. It's the same feelings that I have, right? So I think that because of my interest in the other human uh-huh. has led me to a point where when I speak on stage, I can really speak in a way that is truly an understanding of the person. Yeah. Right. You know, I always talk about, you know, um, you know, my cousin, several cousins who are very close to me and, and friends who came out of the closet, right. As gay, Mm -hmm. I, I really wanted to know more about them. Right. How does it feel? What, like, you know, how do you, how do you feel when this was happening or when that was happening? So that if I ever do speak about, uh, gay people, I truly understand. You come at it from that place. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't, you can't speak about things unless it is clear to the audience that, oh, this guy knows. It's you know, a shared experience. You know, one of the funniest comedians out there, in my opinion, is a guy named uh, Quindell. I don't know if you know Quindell. I've met um, him before, I think. Didn't you do the Doghouse Comedy Jam with him or something back in the I, day? No, I think you know? met him. I think you met him with Brad Garrett at Brad Garrett's Comedy. Because Brad Garrett's a huge fan of, of yeah. Quindell. And, and Quindell, he does a lot of humor about black people. And uh-huh. he's a very white dude. But when he, he does it so good that you go, this dude knows. This dude obviously hangs out with a lot of black people and totally understands yeah. right, what he's talking about. Because he has that. That's hard to get away with that. And he's so good at it. But, but I also think, again, like really being able to connect with people and understanding people. And, and you know, what do they always say? You know, don't judge somebody unless you've walked a day in their shoes. Yeah. I like to walk a day in their shoes. I like to get to know what is it like being in your shoes. Yeah. You know, that was something that, that Dave J and I were, were talking about because, you know, Dave looks, by the way, Dave's the opening act that I'm touring with now. Dave looks very Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Dave is, is Middle Eastern, half Middle Eastern, half Puerto Rican. And the Puerto Rican didn't help. Right. So he looks very Middle Eastern, but yeah. one of the things he talks about, he goes, man, I don't identify with the, you know, his, the Middle Eastern side, his dad abandoned him. Yeah. So he didn't grow up with a Middle Eastern father, you know, and he goes, I, he goes, I am, I feel very American. Yeah. He goes, I don't feel like I look. So I told him, I go, man, you want to talk about something great to talk about? Yeah. Right. Something that, that, that shows the world in America that. Hey, I am American. Yeah. I know what you think I look like, but I don't identify with Well, especially because traveling with him, we see how people interact with him and exchange with him because they make assumptions based on the way he looks for sure. Well, and, and Which sounds so silly that that still happens. And even in like... Well, what's even funnier is the fact that, that Middle Eastern people go up to him and speak to him in Middle Eastern and he looks at them like, <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> And he's like, Steve, I forget what I look like. <laughs> right? Because he's, he's, yeah. he's Mr. Disney. He's married to a very white woman from Florida. Yeah. His kids are ethnically ambiguous. Uh-huh. Right? And, and he, so I told him, I go, I go you want to talk about something really cool to talk about. Yeah. Right? Is the fact that you look like you look however you feel very American. Mm-hmm. Right? And he goes, Oh, I hope he starts writing about that. I love that. That was our big discussion this weekend was, you know, man, I'd really, cause he's like, I don't want to do race. And I go, yeah, but you're not doing race. It's a completely different. It is about race, but it is really about his experience. Right. I mean, but it's also kind of the same angle that I take. I'm American. Yeah. I'm very proud to be American. I was born and raised in this country. My father served in in Vietnam. Yeah. Do I have, am I proud to be Latino and have Latino roots? Absolutely. I was going to say, meanwhile, you've got the Mexican flag on your arm. Yeah, the Mexican flag, the Texas flag, and the American flag, because that's what what makes up who I am. Yeah. Right? I, I, you know, you you look at somebody like like Dan Udovich, Udovich, right, Um, who's Croatian. You know, he loves being Croatian, but man, he loves this country. Yeah. Right. And, and when you have somebody, you know, it's even more heightened when you look at somebody like Dave, who the stereotype is, you must hate this country. You hate the West. 
you hate the way the West does things, yeah. right? And for him to go, no, I love all of it. I love going to Disney. I lo- you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I just told Dave, I go, look, man, you want to talk about something really cool yeah. to tackle in stand-up comedy, that's something that's... And I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. Oh, for sure. For sure, you know? for sure. And, and, and you, look at, you look at African-American or black people where they go, we don't know anything else but America. Right, we don't have. Yeah, I don't have any roots or any traditions from Africa. I was born and raised right here in America. My grandparents, right? Yeah, it's like no, I'm American. So I don't know. I just think it's something really cool. But yes, I definitely do human research. I think I think that um, that would make you a really good dramatic actor. That trait. I I feel like. Stand-up comics are the best dramatic actors. Because they have some dark brains and can go some dark places that a lot of people don't feel comfortable Most allowing. comedians have, have dealt with a lot of hardship in their life. Yeah. You know, you look at, you look at Jim Carrey, who, who has, has, in my opinion, has truly at this age of his life has, has taken off the clown mask. Yeah. And he refuses to, to be the clown. Right. And, Does he and still do stand up? Does he still tour as a comedian? He doesn't do stand up. No. But he's dug into art. He's become very more vocal. Creative in you other know, ways. Yeah. When when you when he does interviews, he doesn't he doesn't feel the need to be I'm Jim Carrey, you know. Yeah. Um and and he's become this a, a little bit more of a serious person. Um Dave Chappelle. Oh, for sure. You know, young Dave Chappelle was was goofy and and all you almost about, feel like Dave Chappelle's turned into a public speaker, a public orator, as opposed to like a comedian. Oh, I, look, I said it when I hosted the Postar Awards. Dave Chappelle is no longer a comedian. Dave Chappelle is an American treasure. He is, he is a philosopher. He is somebody that, that walks on stage and is, is changing things. Yeah. Truly changing things. You know, Dave Chappelle struck a big blow uh, against this woke bullshit. Yeah. Dave Chappelle went on the on Netflix, did what he did, said what he wanted to say, and stood his ground, and America got behind him for the most part. Yeah. And Netflix said, we're keeping him. I don't care how much you bitch or complain or protest. I was protest, shocked. I, because it's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Because the man now has enough power to change the world. You know? Um, Joe Rogan. You know, Joe Rogan, here's a guy who, who would be considered a, a, a meathead, a jock. A, yeah. A, a yeah, you don't think of him as a comedian. As a muscle-bound moron, if you will. But now he has this podcast that is, that is literally changing the way, making, making differences. Yeah. Right? Positive or negative, the man is changing things, right? Robin Williams, God rest his soul. Oh, he's my favorite. One of the one of the most beautiful dramatic actors that we've ever seen. You know, him in Goodwill Hunting. Wow. Oh, Patch yeah. Adams makes me cry every Patch time. Patch Adams, he has he has such a a tenderness about him and a, and a, you could tell that he has a huge heart. And Mrs. Doubtfire is one of your favorites, isn't it? I feel uh, like you, no. I, I, I look. I love everything and anything. Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. You know, and and when he passed, that was a rough one for me. That was a rough one. For yeah. Me, you know, because I know, like like me for example, I don't deal with heavy subjects well. You make jokes. I make jokes. You know, I, I, but that's also why you're so like, you're really great in, in trying moments. You are so good at always knowing the right thing to say. That's a skill that I wish I had that you have. I, I am at a loss for words in trying times and you are so good at knowing the right thing to say. Well, thank you for that. I I don't ever feel like I am. Um, I always tell people, you ask me to get in front of a crowd and make them laugh. I could do that all day forever. You ask me to, to do a wedding speech, I get nervous. I get... No, you're good at those, too. I'm, but I, You just always say inappropriate shit. Well, because I'm trying to make a laugh, right? <laughs> I'm trying to get a laugh out of it. But it's because I, I have a hard time dealing with... I have a... 
I think a lot of comics like me have a big heart. You know, I, yeah. I, I care so much for people and, and you know, I, I, I deal with the dark side and you know that, yeah. you know, I go through moments of, of, and you know, where I feel inadequate, where I feel, um, grumpy that my career is not where it should be. And, and, you know, I, I go fuck it all, fuck everything and nobody cares. And, yeah. and what am I doing? And why am I continuing to do this? And, you know, I go through those moments, but I think that that's why comedians can be um, wonderful dramatic actors. Because I will say this, you cannot teach an actor to be funny. Comedy is a different monster for sure. A comedian can go back and be an actor. A comedian can go back and do dramatic acting. You cannot take a dramatic actor and make them a comedian. Not a stand-up comedian, no way. You can't. Mm -mm. It's too hard. You know, because whatever whatever we have created or, or have found, it was 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 honed. You know, I mean, I've, I've been doing this twenty years. Yeah, it's taken a long no, time. No, stand up's a different beast. You know, it's it's a whole another another animal. And 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 Rick, do you find what I'm saying to be true at all? Or because you're a director, you're a, a producer. Yeah, I think for the most part that, that's true. But it but it is interesting when you see someone. It is dramatic, like when um, uh, Kings of Comedy, you know, with De Niro. Like, he's not a, a guy, but it, it, it certainly layered an interesting level to it. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, there, there's, a, there's a movie called Punchline with, with Tom, yeah, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. And, and I just don't think that Tom Hanks pulled it off. Um, no, but, but that's even di that's even different. I think I think an actor, a dramatic actor, can go and do comedic roles, no problem. And I think a dramatic actor I'm can, play, stand -up. can play a comedian. I think a dramatic actor could play a comedian for sure. But I think to actually get on stage and pull it off all the time in front of a live audience is something different. Because it was it was Tom Hanks, and then I, I got to show you that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And Sally Field is a is a. We talked about this because yeah. I know a plague punchline, and you said no, it's different because I haven't and, seen the And movie. Sally Field decides to do open mic, and and Tom Hanks decides to. Um, kind we of, can watch it on our road trip to Jacksonville, Florida. I'm yes, gonna see if that's I can where find we're going, it uh, this weekend. But but I also think that that most comedians like me are observers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We we observe. Um, humanity. We observe, even if it's things. just the way you observe your everyday life, because you're you're looking for material. Well, but it's hard for me because, you know, I have also made a decision that the things I do on stage are going to be real. Yeah. Right. I made those that decision, and and a lot of times, I'll say or do something really really funny, but I can't take it on stage because it's like, well, it's just funny. You know. Yeah. The, the, the bit I'm doing right now that we're, you know, we're getting ready for the, for the new, um, theater tour, the, the bit I'm doing right now about my, my father and, and the way I learned hard work from him and the, mm -hmm. the home I grew up in. And then I take you into that pickup truck that he drove to work every day. I, I was telling Dave, I could easily do that joke in a way that is surface level, right? I could easily do that joke. Remember when? Remember when we used to get in those old trucks? Yeah. Like, you know, I could have, I could tell that story like that. It's still funny. Uh -huh. But when I add the layer of this was my father's truck that he worked hard in. Yeah. And I drove in that truck every once in a while and it was horrible for me. <laughs> you know, he did it every day. So when yeah. you add that layer of humanity to it and you add the, the lesson that I learned from that. And it's so cool because it's, I hear people love that joke right now and they'll come after they see a show and they're like, oh my God, my dad had that truck too. And it's just really neat because it was such a personal story to you. That was never the intent, but so many people again, shared that experience with you. So I'm on stage first or second show Saturday. I start doing that bit and the woman in the front row bawling. Crying, like crying, crying with laughter or crying, crying like emotional. Mascara going down her face. Um, and then she would laugh. Uh huh. But I mean, she was really taken. Uh huh. 
And to the point where when I was done, I, 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 she was literally front row on the stage. I took a knee and I said, are you, I go, are you okay? And she goes, I'm more than okay. She goes, you, you made me think of my hardworking mother and father. Yeah. She goes, and I just lost them. I had a feeling that's what you were going to say. You know, and I go, you know, but, but it's, it's, that's what my stand up, what I try to do. Yeah. I try to bring you to a place where, where there's love and emotion, things you care about. Right. And I think that's what separates me apart from, well, I don't just do marriage humor. Yeah. I don't just walk on stage and be like, you know, bitches be like, you know, you know how bitches be, you know. I, no, no, that's just what you said to me yesterday. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I like to get into the relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I like to say things that make people understand. You know, right now I'm telling the story about, um, uh, about how me and you ended up together. Right. Which is something it's it's really cool. My when my parents saw the show and where were we all together in Philly. Right. They saw the show. They hadn't seen it in a long time. And they thought that was sweet because that's a story that you have been trying to figure out how you want to tell or how you want to bring it in for a long time. And it'll make its appearance a couple of, you know, for a couple of shows and then it goes away. Well, now it's, it's, it's sticking around. Oh, yeah. It's going to be part of the the uh, the theater tour. Yeah. But but, you know, it, and it was also one of those things where I'm like, wait a minute. You guys all met me, and I, I've been telling stories about me and my wife, me and my wife. Me, well, wait a minute. Here's a prequel. Here's how we ended up together. Uh-huh. And by the way, we shouldn't be together. So, so I, had to find, I had to find the tone of the joke. To connect it to the set. And, the, and the, the tone of the joke now is, me and this girl should not be together. Yeah. However, it, we are a match made in heaven. We are meant for each other. I, I am the only one that can put up with you. I was going to say, do you tell them that? I am the only one that can put up with you, and you're the only one that can put up with me. I feel like that's you know? so true. And, and, and we should not be together. On yeah. paper, if, you, if they were to say these two people are going to end up happily married. Yeah, if we had met during the days of eHarmony when you have to fill out the There's no fucking way they match us. There's no way. No way. No way they match us. You know, here we are, and I said that I'll say, here we are, valid Victorian of our high school, and here I am, barely got out of high school. Yeah. Here you are, a planner, a a well put together person. I'm a fucking mess. <laughs> I'm a fuck it guy. You know. So when when I when I do that, and then and then in the set, I always try to find that moment where, and a lot of comedians don't know this. You don't always have to be funny. Yeah. You know, it's okay to have silence. It's okay to take that moment and go. If I'm being honest, I'm glad she moved in with me. Because she made me a better man. Yeah. And then there's a joke of, well, the reason she made me a better man is because she can live without me and I can't live without her. And we are in an unbalanced relationship. Oh, that's not true. You know? But but for the joke, right? And yeah. for the story of, you know, these two people should not be together. And and as, as ambitious as I am and as aggressive as I am for the things that I want, I truly did never thought that you'd end up with me. I tried and it worked, <laughs> but you know, like I say in the, 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 the what bit, did you think was going to happen? Well, every girl I dated before you had glitter on their tits. <laughs> so I, I never thought a, a classy girl. I mean, at that time I was smoking cigarettes. I was overweight. I was partying all the time. No, I, I never you thought had gotten on like Herbalife and you were when we first, here. first messed when we first, first met. Yeah. And then I gained it all back and you stayed with me. Yeah. Um, but but that's my point is that as funny as that story is, there has to be the through line. And what is the thread? And the thread is that me and this girl should not be together. Yeah. Not only we're complete opposites, we're literally complete opposites. And at the end of the thing to, to sit there and go, and we've been together ever since. Yeah. That's a beautiful moment. And I think a lot of people feel that moment and go, yes, I should not be with this person. Yeah. But for, for whatever reason, me and this person work in the whole, you know, yeah. scheme of things. Right. Um, Do you always wonder that? I always wonder that like completely unrelated to your joke, but like if would things be easier in our relationship if we were more compatible? 
or I don't know the compatible word, but if we were more, if we were more similar, like the people who met in the days of internet dating when they had to fill out the questionnaire. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. But but I always wonder that when I see couples who I feel like they have so much in common, I'm like, I want to, I want to go in their house. I want to no, be but, in their home and see what that's like. But what we what we have the important things in common. Yeah. Right. We want to be good parents. Yeah. We want to be good to each other. We believe in God. We, we want to um, set ourselves up for the future. Yeah. Right? So all the important things that truly, truly matter, we, we have in common. Yeah. We both want better for our kids. We both want um, our God in our kids' lives. Like all, yeah. the, all the big things, you know, we, we, we want to... We see eye to eye on. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, but it, the, the personality things, we don't. Yeah. Right? And, and, and I always tell that about, about my act as well. If you ever watch my show, and maybe you don't realize it, every story that I tell, Renee is right, and she's also wrong. I am <laughs> right, and I am also wrong. Uh-huh. And every, almost every story I tell. Yeah, I guess I've never noticed. Now, now I want to watch the set through that lens. You know, you know it, it's like the, the, you know, the, the joke I'm trying to write right now that I'm fumbling through on stage about about you stealing the kid's party. Yeah. Right. It, you know, you getting involved and going, well, I, I don't want to throw a party. And I'm going, it's not a party. It's fucking pizza and a bouncy house. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the girls, we got to get together and, th- and it's got to be a party. It's not a party. It is bouncy house and pizza. You were wrong for trying to get involved. Yeah. Because we had it figured out. Okay. But then, tra- but you're right in the fact that what is wrong with a mommy trying to have something better for her kids. I think you and I need to go through this discussion over again, Ed, so that we can discuss the <laughs> what actually happened and that'll help you flesh out the joke. That's what actually happened. I'll make you realize how I'm right and you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> but, but that's the point of what I'm talking about. You are not wrong, but you're wrong. Yeah. I am not wrong in asking you not to get involved. Right? Yeah. I am right in saying, look, we want to be simple. We just want to do pizza and we just want to do... People right now are like, what the heck are they talking about? You'll have to come see the theater (laughs) door and and hear the joke. But but it's like, you know, it's like the, um, the, um, the, 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 the story about you coming home and being the auctioneer. Yeah. Right? You are not wrong for wanting and being excited to share with your husband... How much money I saved him. Right. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and I am not wrong in telling you you're annoying me, (laughs) but Hey Steve, can you, what's wrong with appeasing your wife and letting her tell you the story? No. Hey Renee, maybe don't tell the story. Right. So there's always a, a a yin and a yang, um, to all of it. Uh, by the way, Rick, You've been around me a very long time. You're very close to the situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or am I losing my mind? Oh, I love it when you put me in these situations. (laughs) You're right Uh, and you're wrong. Just tell him, Rick. You're right and you're wrong. uh, I got a bad connection. I didn't hear any of it. (laughs) (laughs) But do do you find that, that... that you and Gigi are very different people, but have same life goals. Is that, is that the same thing for yeah. you guys? Yeah. But also too, when you're with someone for so long, the goals change. And, and, you know, I also found that once you hit a goal, you found out it's not really what you expected. So you set new goals and then that whole uh, situation continues. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that. Cause we were, <laughs> we were sitting with, um, with our bankers and all that bullshit and, and I go, you know, we're just so happy to be in our dream home. And then she goes, oh, for now. She goes, until the dream changes. <laughs> and, and I do believe that, that, that the, the dream does change, yeah. right, and grows. And um, ultimately, you know, and, and Jake said something so funny yesterday where he goes, you know, because, you know, we went to this meeting yesterday and, and he goes, I've made the decision. Instead of buying a $100,000 car, I'm going to buy a $30,000 car and spend the other amount of money on a driver. And I thought that was so funny because it's like, do you ever think like that? Yeah. Right. Do you ever think 
well, instead of my monthly payment being this, uh-huh. it can be this. And now I could have a driver, <laughs> right? Steve, you drive a Corolla? Yes, <laughs> but I have a driver, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Um, no, but the, what Rick was saying made me think about what you just this morning, you said, hey, I just want you to know, I think we're, I think we're getting better at life together. Like, I think we're getting better at it together. And I was like, yeah, I think it helps that Delilah's 18 months now. <laughs> that Delilah's are... getting easier. <laughs> no, but I also think, um, I also think that we are getting better at, it's not worth it. It's not worth the fight. Yeah. It's not worth the energy. Yeah. You know, the, the, but the, life has taught us that at least life has taught me that, that things, the thing know. that keeps running in my head is spaghetti, spaghetti, What's yes. spaghetti. Well, we got in the, which by the way is on stage. Now we got into an argument because <laughs> I made the spaghetti for lunch and not dinner. And, and at one point Renee and I are like, I'm, I'm going, what's the big fucking deal? She's like, cause I had it set aside for dinner and I had bread and I had, and I don't know why you made it for, and we're like, we're arguing, we're arguing, we're arguing. And then we, we, we end up, whatever, I don't know, two days later, we were arguing about something petty, and I just go, spaghetti, spaghetti, and you were like, yeah, fuck it. We're, it's not even worth, it's not even worth arguing over. It's so stupid. <laughs> so I think our, 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 our safe word is spaghetti. Yes. Yes, yeah, spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed um, the podcast. Um, Renee we're looks- We're just going to title it Spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Renee, um, yeah, some people have code words for how far they're willing to take sex, and we have code words for how far. When it's time to stop the fight. The stupid fight. Yeah, the, um, the petty argument. But we're so glad that you joined us, and as always, my wife is absolutely beautiful, and I should not be with her, but I am. Aw, thank you, baby. Um, we love you guys so much, and to Shannon, congratulations. Yes. We will see you in Austin, Austin. Texas. A uh, lot of dates coming along, and, and just to be clear, so many people say, hey, Steve, we see your, your tour posters. So just to be clear, the, a lot of the posters that are going out are the theater dates. That does not mean that we're not coming to your town. We have a lot of comedy club dates. So stevetrevino.com. I'm probably coming to your city because we get hit up a lot. And if you look, uh, I always tell people just sign up for the email list so you know when tickets go on sale in your city. If they just scroll down to your website, there's a place they can put in their emails. We do not bug them and bombard them with tons of crazy emails. It's so that they are the first to know when you're coming to their city. We love you guys. I I, I can't tell you enough um, what a beautiful life me and my wife and my kids live because of you and and I will never I promise you that I will never forget that. Thank you so much, Stephen Captain Evil. Do me a favor, please share, please like, and please support the people who support us. Thank you. <laughs>